Let us continue learning how to receive from God. I'm starting with the scripture, um, the book of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Uh, What we want to learn from that is the fact that Jesus indeed is the word of God, and that every promise that God made to mankind is summarized in the one name, Jesus Christ. If you notice, everything about our lives has to do with the person of the Lord Jesus. We read from the book of um, John chapter 16, anything that we are going to receive from the Father, we will receive when we ask in his name. And we have been examining what it means to ask in the name of Jesus. Let me just say this again as a reminder. The opposite of asking in the name of Jesus is going to God like the Pharisee that we read about in some of the previous um, broadcasts, who was asking on the basis of the fact that he had done as much as he understood concerning righteousness and the fact that he was better than somebody else. He was asking on the face of the fact that he had fasted. He was asking because he said he had paid tithes of everything, so he felt that God had an obligation to bless him. And the other person was asking on the basis of mercy. And we said mercy is the name of Jesus for us today. Everything that we can call the mercy of God is represented by the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, what does it mean to ask in the name of Jesus? It is to have something in mind concerning the person. First, to have a power by ourselves in the realm of the spirit, just like we read about the sons of Sceva, who did not have any recognition in the realm of the spirit, yet they tried to cast out demons by uttering the name Jesus Christ, and the demon, the evil spirit, punished them thoroughly. All right? But if we are going to use the name Jesus, we must have attained to simply the righteousness of God, which is by faith. That's what gives us power in the realm of the spirit. So, looking at the details about the name of Jesus, we've said many things. He is the mercy of God. We've said that. And now what we are looking at is that he is the totality of the promises of God. One of that scripture which we read before, which we must read again, is from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, in which we read in verse 9 that Paul said, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in that he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you and I may be rich. I emphasized that it is not because of your giving that you will prosper. Christians must understand this. It is not. It is because of the grace of Jesus Christ. So the name Jesus, when we utter it, we are saying to God, I am expecting this on the premise of the grace of Jesus. When we ask in the name of Jesus, it is based on the knowledge of the power of his grace. And that's what I'm examining again. What is grace? Grace is the power of God that works towards those who believe. And this is what, how it works. If God makes a promise and you hold on to that promise, and based upon that promise and your faith in that promise, God releases something into your life, then that thing is said to have come to you by grace. Grace does not mean uh, unmerited favor. I do not know what I did. I didn't do anything. It just came. Yes, you did not do work to deserve it. However, it does not mean you did not do anything at all. The thing that you do is called faith. Faith is work. They came to Jesus and said, what must we do that we might be working the work of God? And he said, the work of God is that you believe on him whom the Lord has sent. So for you to believe, God says, it is work. If a man makes up his heart, if a woman makes up her mind and says, listen, I will believe everything that God has said. Then God looks at that person and says, this fellow is working 
and the work is called faith. Even though he or she is sitting down, even though he or she seems not to be doing anything, but once the heart is stirred up by faith, then God says that fellow is working. So grace is when my work, so I might, I might receive from God, is a work of faith. So Abraham, when God said to him, come, follow me, walk before me, and be perfect, and I will bless you. He got up, he followed, and began to do what was within his powers to walk righteously. And he did all of this because he understood that God had a word over his life. He was looking forward to the fulfillment of the promise of the word of God. So everything that Abraham did, the Bible says that he did by faith. That is, he received from God on the basis of grace. Please, I'm going to emphasize something here. What is grace? It doesn't mean that I'm just walking on the road and good just dropped on my head. No. Grace means that I receive the word of God and I obey that word. I believe that word. And as a consequence, things begin to work in my life. Anyway, that means that grace is working with me. So if we are going to receive from God, therefore, remember we are talking about asking in the name of Jesus. It must be because we understand that what Jesus did, remember, what do you have in your mind when you say in the name of Jesus? When we say in the name of Jesus, we are saying that what Jesus did was to activate the promises of God in our lives. That is, if I go to God and say, poverty is not my portion, therefore I come to you, Lord, to supply me prosperity. And I say like Jabez, Lord, I want you to bless me indeed and make my name great and enlarge my coast and keep me from trouble that I will not see any evil so that it will not come upon me. All right? If God is going to answer me like he answered Jabez, when I pray that prayer, I will say in the name of Jesus. And when I say that, I'm saying to God, therefore, that all curses are broken because Jesus died for it. And because you gave me a word, that's why I've come to say I want a fulfillment. Listen to me. What God owes anybody is the fulfillment of his word in our lives. I need to emphasize that again. What God owes us is the fulfillment of his promise in our lives. Before we were born, he made promises. Before we ever conceived, he had promised something concerning our lives. The Lord Jesus Christ came so that he will make the promises of God of effect in our lives. That's why he came. If I, I like the, the way Paul said it like this. If you read in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 20, he said, For as many as may be the promises of God, in him they are yes. You understand? That is, in him they are confirmed. In Christ Jesus, all the promises of God are confirmed. So what God is doing, when we go and say in prayer, I'm asking in the name of Jesus. What we are saying is that, Father, in Christ Jesus, all your promises are confirmed. I am not coming here because I have made a deal with you. There's someone, that's, let me quickly drop that in. That's one mistake a lot of Christians make. They will say that I have made a deal with God, therefore he must do this. And they now say, because I agreed with God that, God, I will give you 10,000 naira, then after six months you will multiply back to 500,000 naira for me. They say, me and God, we have made an agreement. Listen, it is you and your prayer that made an agreement. You and God never made an agreement. No human being has a right or the power to initiate an agreement with God. You cannot just sit down in your house and make a deal. God, I will do this for you, then you will do this for me. You are deceiving yourself. You are deceived. The only thing you can do is read through the scriptures and see the deal that God has made 
and you key into that deal. You don't get up in the morning and make your own deal. There's a reason why I'm explaining this. Sometimes people, you know, they give God time limit. I heard of a woman say, they tell God that I have given you to December, you give me a husband. God doesn't answer such threats. You understand? If you like, go and call police, arrest him, arrest all the angels. You understand what I'm trying to say? You can't do that. So you cannot put pressure on God and say this particular time you must have done this. God is not trying to fulfill your threats. He's not trying to fulfill your agreements. He's trying to fulfill his word in your life. What is that word? It's a word he promised before you were born. What is that word? Is the word that is recorded in the scriptures. For example, I personally, I believe in prosperity. I don't believe it's a bad gospel. I believe it's the truth of God. But on what premise? I will give to God, he will give to me. No, it is because his word said, by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, I understand it. He was rich, then he became poor for my sake, so that we can exchange places and I will become rich. That's why I believe that. I believe that he said in the book of Isaiah chapter 66 verse 12, Behold, I cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. When I pray, I am asking God, in the name of Jesus, who is the summary of your promises, and in him your promises are confirmed. I say, in the name of Jesus, fulfill this promise in my life. I hold on to that. I'm said to be walking by faith, and grace, therefore, is released into my life. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of these and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosermons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.